Did you hear that? What? What? That that noise. Was that the horror comedy podcast? With Jake and Haley, Sundays and Wednesdays. The only podcast where we get high and try to scare you and share short, scary stories. Contains marijuana. Keep away from children. Did you hear that, you guys? We got a new intro. I made that for Halloween. I am so excited about it. If you are wondering, the song is called At the Devil's Ball by Maurice Burkhart, um, along with some cute little sound effects from Sound Bible. Amazing. Happy Halloween. Is it you, listener? It's me, Haley. And it's Wednesday, and it's a mini episode of the Heart Comedy Podcast. A supplemental one, because I did not make you one when I was supposed to last week due to some mental health crisis issues. So I just went ahead and did that. And now here we are, a little late, but no less. It's going to be wonderful. You're going to love it. This is an anonymous user posted in a nope thread. It's actually the Demon Room Anon who we have done one of their stories before. They said, hey there, Demon Room Anon, back with another story. Nothing paranormal about this one, but it is super fucking scary. For some backstory, I will need to divulge into my high school life a bit, mainly to talk about David. He was one of those kids. He was creepy, unkempt, super awkward, but many hung out with him due to the fact that he always had money and he had no problem with buying friendship. Somehow, though, nobody ever had a good thing to say about him. He always smelled. He never seemed to wash. He never seemed to be able to not make things awkward. It was nothing too crazy at first, but around senior year is when he became very unhinged. He always was weird when it came to personal space. He walked too close. Sometimes he would, like, accidentally touch me or a friend, regardless of what gender we are. And always did it with an air of, like, if you say yes, we fuck. If you say no, it's a joke. But now, he went out of his way to make it clear what his intentions were around us. At one point, he got punched by one of our friends when he, like, accidentally groped her boob, but it definitely wasn't an accident. At one time, he got full-on expelled because he sneaked into the woman's locker room under the excuse that he was too high to know where he was. No, really. That was his excuse. Once he got expelled, I only heard about him here and there. Nothing wild, but more like Bigfoot, you know, just like sightings and rumors. So let's just fast forward now to the story at hand. Be me, working in a call center. I get put in charge of the trainer's room. I think of it like a teacher's aide, but for trainers to see who would be good to take to a spot as a trainer once they or someone else leaves the position. The main thing I need to do is be like, the hip fellow to the trainees since many who come in are usually straight out of high school and I was still 21 at the time. Nothing out of the usual, but we have people closer or older than I am at this time around. 
all around, everybody is nice and chill, even chill enough to go out and drink with after work. But among them, I see a familiar face. It's the same fat, unkempt creeper I knew back in high school. Fuck. I try my best to conceal my identity. I was very fat in high school, but over time, I got fit, so it wasn't hard to conceal who I was with so much of the weight gone. Then, my trainer yells, Hey, Anon, can you help me out with this? Fuck. David eyes me immediately. Our eyes lock and he bolts towards me. I try to get away and pretend like I didn't see him. Luckily, that was enough to get away. I think maybe he was just young, dumb, and full of hormones back in high school, and he's changed. Nope. Less than a week goes by before one of my female trainees comes to me and asks, Hey, Mr. Anon, can I, like, talk to you in private really quick? Sure. Let's go to the room. We sit there for a good five minutes in silence before she finally tells me that another trainee has made her feel uncomfortable. Fuck. I think... Fuck. And I ask her if I can know who it is. And she says it's David. She said that earlier in the week, she was sitting next to him when she asked if she could borrow a pen for some paperwork she needed to fill out. She continues by saying he not only took a pen out of his pocket while making lewd gestures, but as he gave her the pen, he slightly rubbed his hand onto hers. She tells me that she was very uncomfortable and didn't know who to talk to. I tell her I'll speak to David and, you know, I can handle it. Leave it to me. The next day, I call David to a meeting and I tell him to stop fucking around and that this isn't high school. If some shit happens, it's on me and my trainers and I can get him arrested. David just tries to say, oh, she wanted it, man. She was so into it. I saw how into it she was. And I'm like, for fuck's sake, David, if you do this again, I'm going to have to not only write you up, but suspend you without pay. And he's like, okay, sure. I decide that maybe that's all he needs and I move on. The next couple of days, I get complaints from both the men and the women in the class about how creepy David is. I tell them, if you want him out, please make a report about this. The company has a policy where you can't complain on someone else's behalf, no matter how much evidence you may have on the person. Over the next few days, everything from complaints about his smell, to his dress, to even his work ethic was sent to me. A few examples. He vomited on his jeans and came back to work with the same jeans for like a week. Like a week! Without washing them. He smelled like urine for three days straight, and he got very close to people, and in fact, people had to be like, hey, you smell like urine. Like, get away from me. He kept slightly touching or poking people when they told him to stop like a hundred times. He full-on reached for someone's dick at one point. I was getting all these complaints and not one fucking report. Fast forward two months into training and a trainee comes to me and tells me she's going to file a complaint against David. Oh shit. The lady goes on to tell me that David followed her to her car the night before. He was asking her for a ride and she refused more than three times. Finally, she got in her car and was about to go when she saw David put his backpack on her hood. And then he tried to open her car door. Let me the fuck in. I want a ride home. I will die without a ride home, you fucking slut. You whore. Fuck. He yelled, according to her. She finally just decided to drive off, but not before he hit her window and cracked it. 
okay, like, this is ridiculous. This is where it ends. But wait, there's more. As I was writing this report, to turn it into PR, another woman comes in. I'm like, what's wrong, Miss Anon? What can I do for you? And she begins to cry her eyes out. She goes on to tell me about how David had cornered her during the previous week's team meeting outside. She says he looked like a man possessed and looked up and down like he was just waiting. She got so scared she ran out of the room and just left. She did, in fact, leave early that day without a word until later that night when I got a text telling me she had an extreme emergency, and I just shrugged it off and let it go. She also wants to file a report, and I say, okay, and while I get the paperwork, she asks me, is he going to get fired? I tell her that since he now has two reports to his name, it was a very real possibility. But just in case, keep your distance and tell me right away if anything happens. She leaves, and I am now stuck with having to write two reports for this guy, and in some way I'm relieved. It just meant I won't have to deal with him much longer. I turn in the reports, and I notice David outside. I think about talking to him, and maybe, just maybe, making him understand how fucked he really is. I decide to not, and I just leave. All of a sudden, I feel a hand on my shoulder, and I realize, just from the smell, that it's David. Now what? I turn around to look at him, and there he is, staring at me like he just wanted to stab the first thing he saw. He's like, what did those bitches fucking tell you? Did they shit talk me? Did they go behind my fucking back? Those fucking cheating whores? I didn't answer any of his questions, but I did tell him that he has to make sure to watch himself from now on unless he wants to be put on some sort of registry. A month passes, and the brass doesn't deem it enough to fire this fucking creep. I'm just as surprised as anyone else. Finally, the fateful day comes. It's David's finest hour. It starts off normal, but for the past month, we had David in a separate cubicle away from the class at the behest of our PR department. Finally, lunchtime goes, and of course my job is to keep a lookout for David. If anyone here has worked for the certain company I worked for, you know they run their shit like they do the mob. Really shady, and no one outside usually gets involved, and people on the floor or in management get used for, let's say, unusual secondary tasks. I go about my lunch having to make sure David doesn't leave my sight or go near anyone. Most of the team I was helping train felt bad and ate with me during that time even though they knew they weren't supposed to. Anyway, I get to about 3.30, almost time to let the trainees go home, when all of a sudden, David comes up to me. He looks at me in the eye, like he tried telling me something with only his gaze. I ask him, can I help you, sir? He says, I need you to teach me something again. Okay, sure. What do you need help with? He takes me to his cubicle. I see him reached into his bag, and he takes out a list. It has written on it the names of the people who have either filled a report or just generally complained about him. David, what is this? It's just a list, sir. I want to make sure that they get what comes to them someday. What? You know, I have a gun or two. Not mine, but I can use them. David, you do know that what you're telling me can be taken as a threat, right? So what? You're my friend. If I can kill him, you can help me, right? Remember I gave you a dollar in high school? I scratched your back, now you scratch mine kind of deal. 
I decide that enough was enough, and I go to the PR person. I tell her the shit that happened, and she tries to make every excuse as to why it may not have been so bad or why we can't just fire him. I tell her that besides me, two other people filed official reports, and everyone has complained more than once about him. Finally, she gives way and says they'll at least do an investigation. I tell her if she wants to see it, then her best option would be to get him to show you his bag right now. Reluctantly, she decides to go and check his bag, and she brings along a few security guards. David, knowing that he's fucked, tries to make up any excuse he can. He's saying, like, they're bullying him, they're hating him because he's gay, he's saying he's bipolar with depression and he needs help. He said he's a virgin with rage. I'm not kidding. That's really what he said. He said literally anything he could to try to get out of it. David, knowing he can't get out of this, snaps and lunges at the PR woman. He actually gets a good few hits in before the security guards and I pry him off of her. The whole thing makes enough of a scene to get people to look at what's going on. David continues to try to fight his way out of it all and even takes a swing at me before the head trainer, who was formerly military sergeant, comes and chokes him out. We toss David outside and call the police. The PR lady files a report that he went and assaulted her. Police also find about three bags of coke in his bag, and he's arrested on assault and possession charges. He gets hauled off, hopefully never to be seen again. After the dust settles, I decide to finally rest at my desk. As I was going back to my desk, I found another note that was from David. It said, If you're reading this, it's because I wanted to see your face last. I wanted you to be the final one I shot. I want to be the last thing you fucking see, you traitor, you man whore. I hate you and I will fucking kill you. I never heard if he is still out or still in custody. But I won't lie when I say I look over my shoulder sometimes. And here's a picture of the note that I kept. Which will be on our Instagram. Good story. This is from another anonymous poster on the same note thread. And this one does involve a baby who dies. So that's a warning um, for anybody who really loves babies. I got a weird one for you all. It's true, but it's not very eventful. I was crocheting a baby blanket for a friend of a friend's impending child. I love to crochet, and knit, and even sew. I love to do shit with my hands. But the yarn is seriously pissing me off. It's very tangled, and it has a lot of knots, so I'm doing a lot of cutting and weaving to get it to look nice. All of a sudden, I feel absolutely awful. Like, completely gutted. I'm shaking, and I'm trying not to cry, and I have no idea why. Just that I suddenly hate this blanket, and I don't want to deal with it anymore. I write it off as a depression flare-up, or maybe some kind of weird panic attack. I finish the blanket that night, although I'm still bothered, and I wrap it in tissue paper so that I don't have to look at it anymore. The next day, I find out the friend of a friend went into preterm labor. Hmm. It was a stillbirth. My friend is sobbing and saying that I don't have to make the blanket now. I still have no idea what to do with the stupid death blanket. I give it to my friend, and he says he's going to give it to the mother. The baby was buried with the blanket. I'm told that I'm very kind and thoughtful and 
all sorts of nice things. In truth, I just wanted that thing out of my house. I'm still upset by this, and it's been a few years. I don't know what the hell happened, but I still feel guilty, even though I didn't do anything wrong. I hope you enjoyed this. Please send us your scary stories, the horror comedy podcast at gmail.com. And don't forget to drink water.